Sophie Hardy and the Battle of the Myriad by M.R. Dale Narrated by Leona Hall Chapter 27 The House That Al Built Straight away, Sophie could see that where they were was unlike any place she had been so far. It was like they were inside a castle. Wooden doors broke up the stone walls and floors and weeds were sprouting from between the gaps in the rocks beneath them. This place hadn't been touched for a very long time. The group all looked round to see if there was anywhere that might tell them where to go, but looking one way just showed them darkness and an end to the corridor which couldn't be seen, and it was the same the other way. Sophie took one step that she thought was forwards, and on the wall a candle flickered on. She took another step in the same direction, and another candle turned on. It wasn't going to be as dark as she had assumed at first, but she still had no clue if she was going in the direction she needed to. Which way do we go? Clara asked, hoping that Miss Sissons would at least have some vague idea of which way they should be heading. Water dripped from the ceiling and made an echoing drip sound, which reverberated all around the corridor as it hit the puddle below as the group pondered. I have no clue, Yasmin replied, not realising the question wasn't aimed at her. Should we split up? Kingsley suggested. Sophie was only half listening to this. She found herself looking more carefully for clues that she was sure would be there. The building that Alton King had been hiding out in was, and appeared to be, the opposite of what he had built at Scope. It didn't appear in the slightest bit modern, and had been designed to disorientate anyone that turned up there. However, the fact that it had candles that lit themselves told Sophie that there was at least some element of technology inside its walls, and the doors down the corridor, albeit wood, were still very similar to the layout of the much more up-to-date looking scope corridors. The harder Sophie looked, the more she could see the shadow scope building hidden behind the old-fashioned medieval facade. Thinking with her king head on, it didn't take her much longer to spot the secret. King had tried to hide the copy of the building in plain sight, and to everyone except Sophie, he had succeeded. This is just like Scope, Sophie said. How? Yasmin asked, almost scoffing at her friend's suggestion and not seeing what Sophie could. The doors, the corridor, the technology in the walls, Sophie went on. The others looked around and began to see what Sophie was talking about. Clara immediately tried the door to her left. It was an enormous oval-shaped wooden door with a huge handle, but it wouldn't budge. Sophie looked to the side of it. The stone in the wall appeared to change colour ever so slightly, just like the panels to the side of the doors in scope. Sophie pointed it out to Yasmin, who tapped on the stone. Suddenly, a message flagged up the stone. It was written in green writing, and the stone it was written on had turned to a shiny black. It was like a computer screen from yesteryear. It was even older than ten years ago when the agents had disappeared. This was something King must have been working on all his life, and until now it had remained even more of a secret from the outside world than the inside of his shadow building. Sophie then convinced herself that she had spotted it looked so much like scope because it was never meant to mask it in the first place. This building was never supposed to be discovered and therefore didn't need to hide its identity. The text on the screen read medical. Sophie nearly yelped with delight at having worked out the building's secret so quickly but managed to refrain herself. See, she said, so where would he be? Clara asked. His office? Sophie suggested. The gang agreed and walked on in the direction that just seemed natural to get to King's office if they had been in scope. Candles kept flicking on as they walked and they all kept trying doors whenever they came across them but none of them would open. After about ten minutes of walking the group reached what in the scope building would have been reception. Here though there was no gleaming white desk or U-shaped settee for people to sit on. 
Instead, there was a long dining table with wooden chairs with a strange V-shaped symbol engraved onto them. Sophie walked forwards to get a closer look. There was nothing special about the table or chairs. They were just old. There was also a layer of dust that had grown over the course of many years covering the table. Also in the room were portraits of people that Sophie didn't recognise. There were some of an old man who looked vaguely like King and a kind-looking lady with soft eyes in another. As the paintings circled the room, the couple got older until in one a young boy appeared, clearly their son. As the pictures continued, the boy got to about three and the painting stopped. There was a large gap on the wall where clearly more were supposed to have been hung, but never were. After the gap, there hung one more painting, which looked oddly familiar to Sophie. It was a painting of a vintage castle. It may well have been the one they were stood in now, but Sophie couldn't say for sure. In the sky were red clouds, which indicated it was first thing in the morning when the painting had been set, and in the sky were not one or two, but three moons. It was at that point that Sophie remembered what it reminded her of, the painting of the Stratus building from the scope reception area with the figures she thought were moving. Then she noticed the figures in this version of the painting that she could have sworn she saw wave, just as she had done seven weeks ago in scope. With great excitement, Sophie shouted Clara, Yasmin and Kingsley over. This! This is the painting of Stratus from Scope HQ in the main entrance! Yasmin and Clara looked at her like she was talking gibberish and Kingsley just had no idea what she was talking about. The other three squinted their eyes, then all stepped back as they too saw one of the figures give the slightest wave to them. Without a second of hesitation, the four of them took the painting off the wall and lay it down on the floor. On the back was not the back of a canvas like they expected, but a selection of sockets for plugs, wires and cables of different sizes. The painting clearly didn't fit in with the facade of the castle, and now the four of them could see why. It was like an electric photo frame with a very authentic display that made it look exactly like an actual painting, when in fact it was a huge storage device for various photos that could be put on display. No wonder King had been able to hide the agents in it. It was designed to hold data, and the data it was holding just so happened to be that of the agents. Is this, Clara started to say, with a great nervous excitement, remembering what Sophie had told her about the corresponding painting in scope. Let's not get carried away yet, Sophie replied, trying to keep her feet on the ground for Clara's sake. Miss Sisson's voice appeared in their ears. It is what you think, Clara. That is the painting of what Mr King thought the Stratus building should look like. Masking all the technology and the secrets of the implant users in a building like this is what he always thought it should look like. You think scope has secrets and tech. You should see inside Stratus. Why is it a castle in one and a much more modern building in the others? Yasmin asked. The modern building, the one that is actually in London, was Dale Nathan's idea for what it should look like. Mr King preferred the castle to add a sense of intrigue and class, Miss Sissons explained. You should see what Nathan's office in the Stratus building looks like. Sophie watched as Clara put her hand over her mouth to stop the sense of relief, excitement and nervousness from escaping all in one go. Kingsley, bring it here and I'll do what I need to, Miss Sissons instructed. Kingsley made a portal, picked up the painting, stepped through, handed the painting off and stepped back through again to rejoin the girls. Miss Sissons then said to them before Kingsley closed the portal up, this will take quite a while to do, so go and find Mr King first and deal with him. Kingsley then closed the portal and Clara had to take some deep breaths to focus on the task in hand. OK? Sophie asked her. I think so, Clara replied. Come on, we're nearly there, Yasmin said. 
not wanting to hurry Clara along, but at the same time recognising the need for haste as the destruction of Meliora continued. The group set off towards King's office once more. The Sophie Hardy Saga was written and produced by M.R. Dale and narrated and produced by Leona Hall. If you enjoyed it and would like to continue to follow the adventures of Sophie and her friends in coming episodes, then please subscribe through one of the many podcast providers out there. The links for each of these can be found on our website. If you require more information, visit our many social media channels, or if you would like to purchase a copy of the book, then be sure to check out our website, www.sophiehardysaga.com. Thank you for listening and we hope you enjoy.